wow it's been a while uh, it's been a while since we got to record we did record last week but i had issues uploading and it was all over the place and, uh, it's always nice to talk to keba um this week we were on sports around uh we discussed the russian ice getting doping scandal uh camilla valieva and her coach entourage and just the whole weird situation around it i mean i just to me it was just weird that 15 year old girl would willingly dope or you know and then the excuse was very feeble um and uh, you know just just strange situations we also discussed the apparent beef between the springbok enforcers bucky's porter and even elizabeth we touched a little bit on the russian situation we didn't want to get into too much detail as it was just happening yesterday when we recorded it it happened in the morning and you know you just don't want to go into it because you don't really have too much information if you especially if you're not following the story closely so we touched on it we looked at it we mentioned it and we just you know kind of brushed it under the under the radar how it does affect sports as we'll see with with St Petersburg and the UEFA Champions League final it seems like it won't take place there so because of this you know this invasion and um yeah so it's it's all happening you know with everything that has been going on in our world and with everything that has happened in the last two and a half years you know a war or an invasion is the last thing i think anybody needed wanted and and was willing to accept and i don't think anybody is accepting it you know there's wrong it's wrong um and i i my heart goes out to the people of ukraine it really it, you know and and it's sad it's it's very sad and so i hope there's a peaceful and quick resolution to this i don't think there will be i think it's going to obviously escalate and we will see what nato does uh, and and nato and its allies and and how far that goes and and whether or not we will have a world war in our time i hope it's saying world war is really big um a big open ended thing but you know a war period doesn't matter whether you know who or what or where or when or why a war period is not great um for anybody mass casualties loss you know loss of properties things like that. it's 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 a sticky situation so i hope there will be uh, a peaceful resolution to this um you know and and we'll see what happens in, in this week of sports and how sports and politics uh coincide because they're going to coincide um athletes are going to be asked questions about how they feel about the the current situation and um and how that will affect them personally and and obviously you know if you're a Ukrainian athlete or and that case even if you're a Russian athlete and are asked your stance i think it's it's going to be tough to answer because you want to do the right thing but and support your country and you know and it's just it's a, it's it's a tough situation so we touched on it um and we talked about it a little bit and um that's why the intro is is also um what's the commentary of rugby tries cuz just wanted to lighten the mood but it's it's a subdued time it's a difficult time to be a part of and this it just seemed like the is the world is seemingly opening up again with, with covid restrictions coming to to 
no, not to an end, but the, the easing up of restrictions in countries um, all over the world, and, and seemingly that that little fight is over. That little, it's not, it's not been little, it's been a tough time, myself included. And um, let's hope, you know, um, that karma heads will prevail and nothing seriously out of order happens. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, we have to just hope for the best and we pray that everything will, will turn out good. Um, now seeing South Africa getting involved and as a South Africa, South African, it's watching the internet and, and seeing what people are saying comedically. And, but also there's a lot of seriousness to the tone of what people are saying. It's like, how, how could South Africa get involved when South Africa is not okay? And, but I think that's most of that is down to what we do as human beings. How could you not get involved and try and find peace? And I think that's something we've got to look at um, going forward. Other than that, please enjoy this episode. Um, we, we had fun. We always have fun uh, recording. Kebo and I. And um, stay safe and enjoy it. Last week we recorded, welcome to the Network 1012, the Sports Round podcast, but it's the Sports Round with everything. We're not going to talk about the fact that Putin deceived the whole world and went into Ukraine and that Biden... uh, I hope the wife is out the house. No, no, she's downstairs. She'll probably, you know, it's a very taboo subject, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but... You know, let's yeah. So this this that's just happened today. You know, we in our league we have the one club that has a lot of American and British soldiers attached to it, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the human narrative kicks in and and how this might affect sports because now it's definitely gonna impact our love sports in some shape or form. Oh, it has already. It has already. Because now there's the, threats of taking away the Champions League final. No, they've done it. They've done it. They so, took so, it. Oh, so they've taken it. All right. Okay. The, the, well, the thing that I saw today was that yes. they did it, unless I read it quickly. No, no, no. They were threatening. Uh, UEFA has called a special emergency meeting to discuss uh-huh. stripping 
What I'm interpreting here is the Germans and the Ukrainians have said, Futsak, we are taking that final away from you. That's all I'm interpreting from you. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, anyway, anyway. politics and sport is a very dangerous thing. And, and I think they are intertwined. They're intertwined. And, and, and you, you, you couldn't even tell us from the country that we were raised in that politics and sport has a very, very juicy, juicy issue. You know, and, and, and it boils down to all kinds of things. What is quota systems? What is representation? What is, and, and it's a lot of things. This, that's different. This is literally, all right, St. Petersburg, your country decided they're going to create an issue in the world. And we might move to Champions League. Now, with what's happening in Europe, the trend at the moment in Europe is that a lot of the restrictions, COVID restrictions are starting to be uh, Lift. dismantled, lifted, dismantled and knocked down. Um, and, you know, what, would, what, what more would you want than a full-packed stadium? for the cha- And Champions League finals do not make sense. No finals make any sense without people. I'm sorry, I watched a lot of the Olympic Games now. The, not a lot, but enough. And it was like, huh? Oh, man. Watching I feel this... so sorry for those competitors. doesn't matter which country they're from. It's your highest. Imagine it. This is the greatest achievement of your life. And it's just 30, 40 people in the stadium. And it's not fans. It's people who are participating. Or, it's your or teammates. Fans. It's your Eesh. teammates. It's the people who are competing. Those, 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 those are the ones that support you. Yes. And it's the same with the summer games last year. It was awkward. Uh-huh. And it was like, I, the last time I saw 100 meters where there was no people in the stands was probably at some random event somewhere that I competed in. That's, you know, but that's because it's amateur level. At the professional, you know how it is. People pay a lot of money to watch these guys and girls run. And people pay, like, it's sad. So this is what's happening in our world. Um, As the week and weeks, uh, you know, divulge and move on and push forward. We need to accept that this is not a good spot to be in right now. And if they take the the Champions League final away from St. Petersburg, it's going to be quite sad. And Uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe the Germans, maybe the Ukrainians, maybe other countries, maybe the UK, the French. Because think think about the powers that are involved. Yes, it's the the thing is UEFA and the European Community are it's more or less the same the same thing. people. Uh, uh, so what is the EU? It's more or less yeah. the same thing. The EU takes directive um, from sorry the UEFA, UEFA takes directives from um, the EU, and you know there is no ways there is no ways they're gonna let this one pass. Right. There's no ways because now, uh, with all due respect to the wife and the house, they. Russia is now a pariah. They have now become a pariah state in Europe, officially. This is an official, you know what? We are breaking away back to the uh, Cold War era where we are at one another's throats. And, and, you know, it will be part of the sanctions process because, I mean, they'll try to avoid conflict as much as possible. They'll try to punish Russia in certain ways. And we all know that now now certain Russian players 
there's a Russian player who came up in Smolov or something. He said no. He's he's spoken out against the um the the, the military campaign. And the more people speak out within Russia, because we know this is not a popular war. There's no. a definite. I don't know if you call it a war or an incursion or an invasion. It's not. It could also be popular. called Sunday afternoon at the club. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 not it's not a great situation. I mean, yeah. I I, I mean, to be honest, if we did not see this coming, but the warning signs that, well, that no, they've been there for a long time. Yeah, and, and the fact that President Putin said, if you get involved, it's going to be catastrophic for the West. That's dangerous. Be, that's danger talk. That's not, no, um, that's just his way of saying, shit, you are actually going to fight back and I might cuck. There's could no, be. You know, you know, once he got, once he gets Russia, not Russia, Ukraine, then there'll be Georgia, then there'll be Slovenia, there'll be all those other satellite, former satellite mm. USSR. It's mm. precedent. Mm-hmm. It's precedent. So, and by the way, I'm not for or against his um, campaign because the U.S. does it for fun. I mean, they've yeah, sure, two, sure. They've done. They've started two needless wars in this century, which have ruined the global order. So this is just a Game of Thrones. We're waiting for China to pick a fight with Hong Kong and Taiwan because we know it's coming. Everybody's just flexing their muscles, <laughs> and we, the small folks, are just at everybody's mercy. You know what I mean? I said this last week. Hmm. Well. Uh, if if we believe what Nandeli Pando is saying, which is that, that that they are trying that South Africa is trying to reach a different yeah, but they might. They, but you know, now we yeah. are part of BRICS. I know we are sure. the smallest country in BRICS because now we are playing everybody. We are on US side, we are on China side, we are on Russia side. But at some point, the fence sitting has to say has has to stop. We have I, I to. Actually, make... I actually said this the other day. I said, you know, that's scary. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, that's scary. Yeah. Is that um, of any country that somehow could manage to to reach a diplomatic solution, I yes. think Cyril, Cyril can. Because yes, because we are accustomed to it. We know right. how to manage. Yeah. A we a they they have a, we have a relationship with the U.S. and we have a relationship with the Russians. And there's China no more too, because China's and China to, too. Yeah, China. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing we have to also accept is um, there's no more Angela Merkel. She knew how to talk to Putin. Yeah, there's no more. So she's probably sitting back going, eh, eh, you enjoyed it while I was there. I'm not yes. here no more. <laughs> yeah. But diplomatic solution. Let's hope yep. for it. But it does not seem like it's going to happen tomorrow. And speaking to my contacts here, it just it's they're just waiting to be told it's time to go. So but while yeah. we're on the subject of mm-hmm. of, of Russia. Russia, um, Russia being Russia, whatever that means. Whatever that means. I watched, I watched some of the ice skating because my wife is really into the ice skating. And she said, oh. the, the Olympic ice skating, she said, because her and her dad used to watch the Winter Olympics. That was yes. their thing. They yes, would watch it's, it together. I'm not surprised. It's ingrained, you know. Me, I'm watching like this stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. uh, not let's not. watch curling. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I, I actually put this on, on Instagram the other day. I was like, you, and then I become all tatarach. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, that turn was great. Oh, what a pity she fell. They'll take points. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start becoming, like, like In- one of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if you know. You don't know jack shit. How it's in Knicks. It's in Knicks, yeah. Nothing. So, there was this story. I'm sure you caught a little bit of wind of it. 
was about this 15-year-old girl who tested positive for a banned substance. And she's the first. Her name is uh, Camila Valieva. Thank you and, for remembering because I keep forgetting it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's the first female ice skater to land a quadruple jump. And she did it twice. So she she, she turns four times in the air. I can barely get jump high enough to get toilet paper with my shoe, uh, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> she's out here. And so she was in the team event and a positive test from December already. Now yes. I think but now it's now it's, fe- it's February. So if this was made of made known in December already, why yeah. was she I think? Um and this poor girl was then cleared to skate in the individual event because everybody, frankly, really wanted to see her. She was the medal hopeful. Yes. She yes. is. She's a fantastic athlete and artist. I think, like me being the being an artist, I, I was like, well, you watch her and her artistry, and those those young Russian women were fantastic, and the Japanese girls yes. who got the bronze. They all all up there, all deserved it. Work hard, and they but they're young. I mean, we're talking 15, 17, 19. I mean, we're talking young, right? Well, yeah. When we were 15, 17, 19, we were still busy staying off the grass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a bone to pick with that school one day. I'm like, the grass didn't get any better in the time that I was there. Why did I have to stay? <laughs> Um, and it all boils down to a few things and who you believe. So I, I put up a poll on, on my, my personal Instagram page saying yeah. Russian doping scandal. Is it the coach or is it the kid? And this poor girl, she went out there in the, in the, uh, uh individual event under massive scrutiny now you can imagine what it's like to be 15 and dealing with massive scrutiny i'm 35 and i'm dealing with massive scrutiny every day of my life so now being 15 and i I don't even have to deal with it on a global scale the whole world is watching you do this right nobody in the world watches me do things like yeah exactly exactly the whole world is watching her skate she's gonna go out there she's gonna do her job She's going to skate. She's a 15-year-old girl. She's a schoolgirl, man. She's young. And she, unfortunately, she falls and she finishes fourth and it doesn't go well. You know, and what was said is they cleared her to skate. And if she finished in the medals, they would have not handed out the medals until a proper investigation had been completed. So, you know, poor girl. Yeah. The... The excuse that came from her. Yes. Now, at 15, you get told what to say. You get fed information. Let's be honest. That's You get fed that shit. And they said she drank some water at home. Yeah. It was her grandfather's medication that she took. Okay, come on now. Yeah. So as the story unfolds, and and this is a lot of this is just my opinion 
ladies and gentlemen of the world, our 10,000 yeah. fans, that this is just my opinion. I, I, I trained as, a, as, a, as, a, as an artist for three years. I went to dance school. I saw what, what ballerinas go through. And when I got into the industry, I saw what dancers and actors and artists go through. And, you know, sometimes... Um, sometimes you think, oh, wow, what my injuries are bad. I've twisted my ankle, my knee, my toes yeah. hurt. I'm just speaking. I, I don't, I've never had to put on point shoes, yes. but I've seen the work that these girls have had to do. And I think like, you know, if they, if they took a roid, they'd be fine. Cause no, who's testing them? Who's testing them? Nobody. As you know, as professional, and to me, those are professional athletes because you're out there six days a week from 8.30 in the morning until three o'clock, four o'clock sometimes, sometimes eight o'clock at night because you have rehearsal and yes. you are dr drinking and eating and uh, all of this and um, um, you're eating normally. Yes. You've got a diet and a sign diet. Got a diet. You're not going to take anything. This girl is done. So, so what it boils down to is our, our friend here, Valeria, Valieva, sorry, uh, Camila. We'll just for, for the interest, we'll just call her Camila as if she's our yeah. friend. She, she's young. She's one of she's one of you know th five or six in the studio. And of, of, of this age, 15 through 17 or 15 through 20, let's say. Yes. And she's coached by a, a lady by the name of Eteri Tutberitsa. Okay, Tutberitsa. Also a former skater. Um, she is in charge of the, the studios called Samba, Sambo 70. And it's like the who's who of young athletes. That's the who's who. And she's known as a bit of a drill sergeant. Like she pushes these girls to land those those quadruples, um, to land those quadruples to to be amazing. But if you're dancing eight ten hours a day, that's that, that's tiring. That's hard. Especially even when your body, you're still growing into your body. You know, and you're 15 year old, and that will take its toll. It will take its toll. I mean. I can imagine how much mileage there is if you're being driven that hard at that age. I'm sure you're going to peak way before time. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't, look, we know there's a standard of, of sports in the world. There is, yeah. there is your little amateur leagues or amateur whatever. Let's just talk about it in, in, in the sport that, that we're both comfortable with. So let's say yeah. football. Let's say football. Yes. Yeah. At football, you have your little local league. You know, everybody's got a, cl a club in the local yeah. league or fives. Let you, you play fives. Yeah. And then sometimes some guys, they play in the little Cape Town league. There's, you know, fucking 10, guy, 10 leagues in Cape Town. And then you get Ajax or whatever they're called now. And they play in the PSL. And then above that, you get CAF which is the equivalent of the African Champions League. And then you get international. That's the gold standard. Then you get 
normal international friendlies and you've got to try and make a World Cup team every four years and that's the cream of the crop. There's nothing higher than that. But then you add in the Olympic level, which is yeah. the highest of the highest. There's nothing higher. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what you tell me. There's nothing higher than the Olympic level. Just, there just isn't. There isn't. As an athlete, there isn't. Every athlete who trains in an Olympic-sanctioned sport is trying to get to the Olympic Games because that gold which, medal... Yeah, which, which is why you'll find, I mean, just as a site like you, mm. found why rugby was insistent on having uh, it's the sports at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, football was like that as well. Cricket is looking to get into the Olympics because yeah. it's Olympics or nothing. Olympics or nothing because that's a genuine global event where everybody is there not somebody every nation is there and it adds to that uh prestige of right. victory it's prestige the prestige is so my thing is um you and and, and i i i'm now the father of a daughter you saw her just now I'm never going to push my child to do anything she doesn't want to do. But if she says she wants to go into ice skating or a sport that I'm familiar with, I'll be very careful about who's coaching her. I'm sorry. You have a coach who pushes her, her, her athletes to, 10 to to 8 to 10 hours a day. This is just what I read. Yes. And the doctor that's attached to the studio was banned from the Russian rowing team because of his doping allegations. So... He was implicated before. Now, he went from there. Now a girl turns up positive. Okay. And this Tell is the girl. Tell me about coincidences, please. And this is the girl. This is the girl. This is the girl. The main one. They know. This is the main one. She is the flippin' fucking Pocahontas of this shit, right? She's that horse. She's that one. She's, she's, a, um, uh, what, 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 what's, she's Black Beauty, for example. She, <laughs> she it. She it. Yes. And uh, you go and stuff her up with drugs. Now, I'm trying to cut a long story short. The, yeah. girls, the girls get to, to the middle. They, they, these girls, they get to, these young women, they get to the, 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 the competition. They skate well. Lekker cheese. Alles lekker cheese. gaat most lekker. But they are all crying before the medal ceremony. And it goes to show, yes, this, this is tough. And what it, what it, what struck me, and then what struck me is the way that the coach spoke to this girl, uh, Camila, after her her performance. Why did you quit? Why did you stop fighting? She could. That this is what could be hers. You know. Now imagine. Why did you quit? Why did? Imagine having the whole world staring at you, and you are like, hmm. Why did you quit? Why did you stop fighting? Why didn't you keep going? Imagine you're a 15-year-old girl, right? And it's quite crazy that of, of, of the champions that this, that this woman has coached, right, there are many world and Olympic, right, many, that a lot of them end up retiring before they turn 20 from the sport. They leave the sport. And it's obvious. So what it goes to show is it's obvious. When you're younger, you know. When you what you can do at 15 
is very difficult to do at 30. Right, because you know your your body does you, athletics. You know, as you get older, you 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 learn more skills. You learn how to catch better, pass better, kick better. But when you're yeah. younger, a lot of it is just pure, pure talent. It just uh-huh. it's, it's not worked. It's just there until it gets worked on and refined. And you know, like cricket, it takes time. Some people are very good when they're younger because they develop quicker, and other people develop later. It's what it is. And what's what's really, really scary is a lot of these girls are, are very skinny. They're very, are very muscular because obviously like, the lighter you are. Yeah. yeah, but then you can tell there's just something not quite right. right about that physique. Like, I know you're an athlete. We know you're muscular, but something is amiss. Exactly. So it's like, all right, you, you, <laughs> the, Here's, here's what it is. Every year, and this is quoting Slate.com, every year a new younger Eteri girl emerges on the scene, Eteri being the coach, while others retire at ages 17, 16, or even 14, skating fans call this the Eteri expiration date. So now it's known. Ha! Hey, you, you drive these girls into the ground. It's like a meat factory. You just there you grind. Go grind a tree of churn churn so to speak you churn them out spit them out yeah and and so it's it's quite it's quite crazy some of these it's like michelle kwan who was the if you know ice game michelle kwan yeah, yeah i remember she I remember. she retired with loads of medals won five world championship medals before retiring in her mid-20s so 25 that's kind of normal like gymnasts they retire earlier um but here, here's <laughs> Here's something. But at the age of the quad revolution, which is this quadruple turn, such longevity is unthinkable. So retiring at 29, 30, or 31, it's just mad. You're not going to do it because your body cannot keep it up. In 2019, less than two years of less than two years after winning Olympic gold, um, this athlete, her name is Zagitova, explained that at 17, quads had become too dangerous for her. I will need to prepare for them physically and mentally. I will also need to lose some weight, something like three kilograms, to decrease the risk of injuries. She said before retiring less than a month later. So it's obvious that no 15-year-old to me, I'm sorry, no 15-year-old to me is going to take something without being told to take. Just need to make up. Just that. I, I, I mean, dude, it goes without saying. It goes without saying. Unless they are really the adventurous type, and that would be like one in 1,000. Right. Ones who would actively go and seek this out to gain that competitive edge. Right. But I've got... At 15? Come on now. That's crazy. So it's a very sad story, and I'm, I'm interested to see how much further it goes. Um, or will thank it be you for, lost in the noise? Or will it be lost in the Olympics noise? Yeah. yeah, the Olympics are over. Then we've got other things developing yeah. elsewhere. My word. So it's really sad because I, because you, you think like, um, you think like you put your, at, at a 50, as, and as a 15 year old, you've got nothing else going for you. All you're fucking doing is skating, there's no school. 
when do you have time to go to school if you're training eight to ten hours? So there must be a tutor or something, or you, you go, you know, Russian, my wife said to me, Russians don't play with school. School is school, Papa. There's no games here. So you're going to get that education. <laughs> yeah, that edification. <laughs> edification. So there's got to be that kind of work as well. And to me, it's very, very sad that the excuse that you would use to tell this girl to say is, nah, it was some, it was my grandfather's grandpa in the in the thing in yeah. So I'm interested to see where it in, where it goes. I'm I I'm blaming the coach and her entourage. Yes. And I'm not blaming this girl. Because yes. I think we need to start saying, hey, this is not okay. That coaches are actually driving these kids into the mud. And they fall out of love with the sport. I would much rather have somebody skating into their thirties then somebody re- and 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 being competitive that's what you want you got to be competitive you got to have a competitive edge but at 15 she's going to retire at 20 because what 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 else is she going to do she's going to be a coach by 22 it's crazy crazy yes indeed anyway oh man the thing is it's... like like i say going back to our love for the crime and sports podcast you know i mm. the, the finances the financial incentives I, i'm i'm just i'm just trying to think uh, because of the behavior because a lot of these uh, sportsmen are, oh, and women are either overindulged or they're driven too hard and then they snap so with that in mind i want to know is it is the financial reward that much with within figure skating is there a lot of money in there or is there a little money what why would it be so intense why would somebody be so? Is it a national pride thing? It's national pride, definitely. Okay. Especially, especially in countries like um, Russia, China, yes. Japan, yes. any country's national pride. But yeah. you know, the Russians are in with they have this mystique about them when it comes to these games because they're always competitive. They're yes. always near the front. Yes. But when you add the Winter Olympics, because it's a cold place. Yeah, of course. They should. Be. They dominate ice hockey. They dominate. Uh, dominated for years. These, this cross-country skiing, they dominate. Uh, this partner's ice skating. I'm not so sure about speed skating, but ice skating, they're, it's massive. Massive. So I'm not really clued up on the financial stuff. You know, I think at the Olympic Games, as you know, you don't you don't get paid by yeah, the of Olympic course, Union. of course. I'm just you get paid by your country and so yeah. On. But there must be some form of incentive. incentive I mean, a 15 yeah. year old girl wouldn't do this, or her parents wouldn't let her yeah. do this if they if they weren't going to get anything out of it. Because you're asking this girl to piss away her foreseeable future for one games run. Two games runs, maybe. Maybe she's at the next game in 24. Maybe. Maybe. So it's tough Mm. to say what the incentives are. You win a gold medal, nobody can take that away from you. As long as you clean. You win a gold, nobody can take that away from you. World records get broken all the time. But is it that amazing? 
would you here's the thing would you would you want to jump quadruple quadruple jumps or quadruple turns all the time or would you put rather put together a clean run that's what you got to start asking yourself yeah that's true that's what you got to start asking true. yourself. And it then is, as a coach, you've got to look yeah. at yourself and say, how hard am I going to... For for example, if you said to me, I want to I want to run, I want to make my districts 200 meters. Right, and I'll say to you, this is what it's going to take. This is the work. Of, if I'm asking you to put a substance into your body, it better be something legal. And that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's hmm. the thing. So anyway... On that note, we got to fast forward. Um, it, side note: very nice to see Manchester United drawing last night. Um, yeah, I noticed they fought. They fought. And uh, you know, yeah. Well, Atletico said they had a lot of respect for them. They're one of the four best clubs in the world because of yeah. their results. So you know, yeah, maybe that's no, a lot of a... mind games there. But um, no, Liverpool. Liverpool are looking like hot shit at the moment. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, it's, it's making... Look, man, the fact that the Premier League race is open again, it's like, yeah, you actually... Granted, it's two of United's hated enemies, but you want to see open. something happening at the top there. Something different. Yeah, you, you want, want a two, two three-horse race, yeah. Yeah. You want a two or three-horse race. It's not like here, once, once, before Christmas. Hey, Sun Mount is gone. Oh, 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 in South Africa as well. Can I, what's happening in Germany is happening in South Africa now. Sun Downs. It's the same That's thing. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, um, yeah. But this this last week, some, some interesting stuff happened. And we had a conversation <laughs> yeah. about it. Uh, and, and now we're bringing it out. And I'm sure others have discussed it. I've not listened to any other podcasts that have discussed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the eternal Springbok enforcer. When I think enforcer, I think of him. Bucky's. I think of Bucky's. I think Bucky's is the eternal enforcer. The original. Uh, he is a one of one to me. Yes. Eben is different. As yeah, Eben will move you and clear. <laughs> Eben don't got Bucky's time. Will, Bucky's will drain you, you emotionally right. just by what he does to you physically. Physically. Firstly, you're not going to get the ball from the ruck. Right. Because he's there to clean your ass. Yeah. Secondly... He will enforce turnovers by just that sheer, sheer, force pre- of sheer presence, yeah. And you've got a Skalk Burger or a Victor Matfield or whoever, whether it was with the Bulls or it was with the Springboks, that physical presence when he tackles you, when he runs with the ball, he's draining you. The mere right. sight of him makes you sick. And he did that no matter who he played for. He didn't matter. He didn't care. If it was the Bulls, if it was Toulon, if it was, if he ended up in Japan at some point, if he did end up in Japan, he, he probably killed some motherfuckers. Yes. You know, he is the standard he, of a number four. As he's far an as enforcer. I'm concerned. I can't, yes. And the current Springbok enforcer decided or asked for an early release from his contract to return back to South Africa. We could all guesstimate what that is about. Yeah. If I'm brutally honest, I just think the man wanted to be at home. And there's no disrespect and there's no shame in that. I think sometimes you realize, nah, I'm not enjoying it here. I want to go home. And if I can do my, if I can do my profession 
and still get paid decently for it, mm. then I'll do it. As I'll long as it. I've, I've looked after my bread, and I'm supposing even Yitzhak is sorted for life already right. financially. Four times, he, four, four lifetimes. He can, he can afford a pay cut. Right. He can afford a pay cut. He's probably take. He has. To, he's probably had to take a pay cut at the Sharks. Yeah. yeah. Although the deal has not been disclosed, I'm sure something has been signed. Yeah, I know. He's he's probably earning half because I mean, when you take even salary cap. Yeah, he's a salary cap. Yeah. He's a and also, play. I don't think. I think what he gets off the field will 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 take him over. So he was probably like, all right, cool. He's sorted, man. He's sorted. Man's sorted. But um, our friend Bucky's, yeah, he was um, interviewed by a French newspaper, and he felt that Ibn did not give everything he could to the city of Toulon to the club, and that Ibn only displays his true face for the Springboks. And we're not complaining. I'm not complaining. And there was then a tweet. Because this is why we do things these days. We don't call people up and be like, hey, motherfucker, what did you say? He said, it was said, if you've got to enforce an opinion, that was the exact thing. If you want to enforce an opinion, you've got my number. I find that so ridiculously petty. Because to me, it's like, they asked Bucky's what he thought. He answered it. And the response is very... Oh, if that's what you think, then why don't you why don't you pick up the phone and discuss it with me? Like, if the news, if you you're a journalist, you ask me a question. Uh, let's use Miles, who's a friend of ours. What did you think of Miles's? I don't know. He used to play cricket. His his three yeah. for four, you know, at was not as great at his six for something for Western Province. I'd be like, well, yeah, because. In honesty, it's my it might be a little easier to bowl at the provincial level than it is to bowl at the international level. Yeah. But in rugby, it's different because some guys they they feel like when they're on the world stage, they want to perform harder than yes. when they're at their club because their club is their daily bread and the and the world standard is different. What did you think of this? What did you make of of the response? And what did you make of like? Because to me, and 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 I and I'll give you the floor. I'm gonna give you the floor. But to me. It's like, oh, that's what you really think? Why didn't you call me, bruh? Uh, mm, look, well, Bucky's man of God. Um, obviously, yeah. he would be straight. He would be straight up. I don't think he meant harm, but obviously, when you make a comment like that, it seems like you are attacking. He, it seems like it's an attack. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe Bucky's was just saying, hey, there was a legacy to uphold. I mean, you have more or less a replacement of who I am. You, you are like the next step after me in that number four just in maintaining the, myst- the mystical brutality of this uh, number four uh, Springbok jersey. And I, it seems like an attack. But then, obviously, it was said in the media, so naturally, even it's a bit took his own medium to mm. respond, which was social media. Mm. But at the, like I said, I, maybe Bucky's could have phrased it differently. Perhaps he could have phrased it differently. Um, but then obviously, Eben was touched on his studio. I wouldn't be surprised because remember, no matter what anybody says, Eben is being compared to 
Bucky's. Whatever they do, after um, Eleven's time is done at the highest level, we're going to look at achievements. We're going to compare achievements of both gentlemen. But for me as a South African, it was kind of cringe. I was like, ah, man, damn it. To watch two champions, uh, or to watch Eben get touched on the studio like that, kind of was a bit embarrassing. Because hmm. it, it was a bad look. And um, obviously, for, from a clickbait point of view, beautiful. Anybody who had the chance to see that story ran with it worldwide in the, in the, in the rugby fraternity. Because, I mean, these are two all-time greats. Uh, one biting at the other. But at the end of the day, maybe it is a storm in a teacup, or I hope it is a storm in a teacup, and Oaks, uh, the two gentlemen, have have, have made up. They've uh, settled the differences. If they weren't, there were never any differences. I would doubt, I doubt there, were, there were differences, but I'm just hoping that they've made peace. It's just, it was just a matter of a misunderstanding. Because as we say, it, as I told you in the group, in the group, um, WhatsApp group, it seems like all other beef within American culture, especially especially among African Americans, I've noticed that it's a it's a pattern. Whether it's football, it is baseball, or it is basketball, mm. Gibber will say something about William. Whether he meant it or not, William will get touched, and then you'll respond like, "I need to stand up for my masculinity." And the next, you know, Gibber and William are beefing mm. when they are not beefing, or is just an observation that touched you in your studio. It seems like something that you'd associate with basketball. Like I mm. said, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gets touched very easily by whoever says whatever on social media, whether it's a former player, it's a coach, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a teammate, it's a, it's a fan with clout on social media. So I just hope that at the end of the day, it was just a storm in a teacup. Because, you see, the, the very fact that we're like, <laughs> that we're, we're even discussing it just goes to show that like the pettiness of it like um i'm i'm wondering if if there was sort of this like okay we we always say like <laughs> we always say like you you and you you hate you hate being reminded of this but you do have moments where you're very sensationalist. And I'm so glad you don't bring it out into your writing, except on Twitter when you go after Harry Maguire. And, <laughs> sorry, um, I'm sorry, Harry. I'm sorry. And, but it's funny. It's, it, but a lot of what you say is a lot of what everybody's thinking, right? You're just basically taking the words out of your head. You're, you're thinking it. But... but Head to head, you know, if we have to, if we have to put these guys head to head, um, it's like, why, why did it? Okay, why did it have to go to Twitter? First of all, you have each other's numbers. Why did it have to go to Twitter? Yes, the story broke on Twitter. Yeah, the story broke on Facebook, or the story broke somewhere. But now, why did it have to go to that? What was the you know, were you that yeah. really that disrespected? Uh huh. Right. That, um, like we do with you when when you when you say something hectic, we're like, come on, bro. But that's different yeah. because I'm not messing with your bread, for example. Yes. Right. Because yes. now everybody, maybe he feels that everybody's saying he, that by Bucky saying this, it's like, 
Oh, but now you're messing with, with my, my aura here, yeah. for example. And nobody, I don't think we were. You know what? I, in, in line with it, I don't think many people were. Maybe in the city of Toulon. That's what they're saying. But beyond, beyond that, everybody's just like, shit, those guys have got Eben Etzebeth on their team. End of right. story. End of right. story. And it's, like, it, yeah, yeah, continue. Um, and I did say, uh, because now we're just stereotyping. It was on a, we, we were playing on the stereotype that um, where Eben is from, I, I don't know if it's he's from Tiger Valley or he's from... Um, uh, yeah, somewhere there. He's from somewhere the there. hard part of Cape Town. And we joked about it, but I was being half serious that maybe it was just that that um, hardness. Yeah, like we out. said, Damien De Allen is from Milnerton. Like, don't don't play games with Milnerton. Yes, yes, you know, yes, because it is a thing. We do know that certain our backgrounds do shape how we um, respond to possible conflict, perceived or real. And mm. uh, we, like we said, maybe that is just the Mil- uh, sorry, the the Balvo or Tiger Tiger Valley coming out of Yevon. Mm. And perhaps, like I said, I maybe he somebody didn't intervene to say, hey, 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 maybe chat to him on the side. Or he was too boost at that point that you know he went to Twitter and then. Yeah, bang. because I think I think it was a knee jerk reaction. It's like, it's, yes. and I think you're correct. I think you're correct. We see it in in um. And a lot in American sports, yes. where somebody's giving an opinion, somebody gets, uh, somebody gets um, offended by that opinion, and we're all sensitive to certain things. But I think if you're if you're taking somebody's livelihood and saying mm-hmm. now oh, that they're, they're full of shit, that's not good. But if what I think what he's saying is. He felt, in his honest opinion, Bucky's felt that Evan did not give all that he could give to Toulon. That's what he felt. Mm. That was his feeling, and he's only outside of the situation. Now, if there's an honor code, and he's now saying, you know, there's an honor code here, bro. Like, what the hell? You know, have the ball. I, I'm, I, if I'm asked honestly by a journalist, or and and you. And you want me to give you my honest opinion? I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sugarcoat it. Now that's, I think, a lot of what is very difficult for for these guys at the at the top yes. level because everyone is on their ass about something. A lot of us armchair people who sit in these armchairs and sit in these platforms and have conversations, thinking we know better because we're watching it on a TV. Let's just get real. No, you don't yeah. know better. And you're paying for the opportunity to watch that man do his job. The only other person who's qualified to speak on that is somebody who's been there before. And that's the thing. And he was, I think Bucky's is overqualified to say, Bru, I think, I just don't think you gave it everything you had in order. Uh, mm-hmm. So I what do you me, think? are we all reaching towards this conclusion that maybe a hit dog hollered? Maybe a what? Maybe, you know that, that saying, hit dogs holler. Like, as in maybe a nerve was touched, a truth. Yeah, no, touched. somebody was touched on their studio, definitely. Because that's what it seems like. I, I that, somebody was touched on their studio. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> here, 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 wait. I, I, 
let me let me let's let's read the transcript because maybe I can get yes. the actual transcript yes. of it, and maybe that will then we'll kind of. So this is and it's this is two days ago now. Again, this came up two days ago. Yeah, yes. quoting Rugby Dump, the veteran Springbok Lock had recently said that he was disappointed with the Toulon Lock following his early exit. Eben Etzebeth has just made his response. Bucky's Butter said in an interview with French media, Eben Etzebeth, incredible fighter, best second row in the world, but I regret that he only shows his best face for the Springboks, mm. Butter told Midi Olympique. In Toulon, he is still a little in Toulon, he is still a little injured, injured, concussed, and in the end, mm -hmm. he never plays. Obviously, he was not made for France, and he will turn his back on the problems the club went through to return to, to South Africa. Now, that's hard to hear. Yes, I, I think so. Back Maybe on, that now, that's yeah. the part that everybody is, is, is not focusing on, because everybody's focusing on, but I regret that he only... Shows his best face for the Springboks. What I think Eben is responding to is turned his back on the problems the club went through to mm -hmm. return to South Africa. I think that little statement is what touched it. And we forgot. I don't think we've touched on it. The I don't know if we did this week or last week, but the president of Toulon also said as much that, man, this man more or less has been a liability because of his yeah. injuries and the salary. And I think... Those Last two... week's episode just decided yeah. to die on me. I don't know. It got corrupted somehow. Yes, yes. Irritating. But yes, it, if you're paying, some, if you're yeah. paying somebody, what is it, 450000 Let's say it's 450000 a year, whatever. He's now injured a lot. It was, remember, you know what? Let's, let's actually equate this. Remember Owen Hargreaves? Do you remember Owen Hargreaves? Yes, of course. Owen Hargreaves. When he was signed by Manchester United, was arguably the best left back in the world at the time. He was probably up there with like the Roberto Carlos's of the yes, world at yes. the time. Like, like the man was, and was bought from, I believe, Bayern Munich. Bayern. Yeah, bought Bayern from Bayern Munich because yeah. he was. Because he, Bayern was over offloading because he was an injury. Yes, he delivered for Bayern. He delivered, but he was, was injured all the he time. And so Alex said. Let me just try and run with him for one season. It worked. It won worked. The Champions League. And then the he got league, out. And then we're like, and hey, man, to take our problems. And shame, the poor guy. And that's what it, what it pulled up to. But then would play so well for England. That was always the thing that was always like, what the hell? What, what is with this guy? Mm -hmm. So he was basically using Manchester United as a... I'm just saying, I'm not like saying this is truly fact, but like mm -mm. he was using Manchester United as a physio bed mm -hmm. and um, and when he would play for England, it was quality, you know? Hectic. That's hectic to me. Mm -hmm. That's hectic to me. So I just think, I just feel like these two things, um, you know, just hang on. Somebody is the same. Oh, something from me. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> that this is bad. Um, and I just feel like it's a it's a nothing story that didn't need to be made anything more than what it was. That's how I feel. Mm. <sighs> anyway, listen, I've I've kind of got to let you go because you are a yeah, very busy man. Have you got? I'm a have very you got, busy man, but 
You got something on your mind? There's just, just there, there is so much at the moment because, like, like I said, um, it, it's it's going back to um the possible effects of what's happening in Russia and Ukraine and the possible impact it might have on the rest of the global football calendar, a uh, global sporting calendar. That's that's just the thing on my mind. You know, I wanted to talk about what effect this might have on the NHL because the NHL right. is the home of Eastern European. Place. There are so many. Some are Ukrainian, some are uh, uh, Russian. Russian. It's well, it's going to be complicated. And then I don't know basketball. Basketball, no. The, th- the, th- the thing that we've got to realize yeah. is that we've got to wait two a week or two before we see the real impact on how sports is going to be really affected because it happened today. They went in today. They went in this morning. It's not like, and we knew it was coming. But I think everybody was like, meh, you know, meh, yeah, it's neither here nor there. And now it's happened. Now it's like, wait, what are the ramifications of oosh. everything else? Yeah, it's like, oosh. Yeah, oosh, man. Oh, what, what's going to happen? No. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's hey. see how. But, yeah, no, no, we, we can. I'm just trying to think. Uh, uh, we wanted to chat about the N- uh, NBA uh, deadline. All I know is that we got, uh, what's his name? From the former Cavaliers guy, the the, um, the Bulls, the physical guy from the Cavaliers. I keep forgetting his name, but uh, like I said, the Bulls needed to get somebody who can help bully the likes of not bully or keep us in within touching range of let me just see of of a team like the Bucks and the Sixers because I'm tired of seeing Giannis Antetokounmpo, whatever, and and Joel Embiid. Bullying the Chicago transfer. Let's see deadline NBA. I think I'm trying got, to find it because you, yeah, you, you Chicago Bulls. Um, no, but we, we got think, a rebound king, a rebound offensive rebound champion from the um from the Cavaliers. Just just can't see the name here. Wasn't Tristan Thompson? Was it not Tristan Thompson? Man. Uh, Cavaliers, Cavaliers. He, he was not at the paces. They, they, they went through very little buzz about it. Um, uh, la, 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 but la. yeah, no, like I said, the, the, the name keeps the Chicago Bulls. Let's see, uh, Chicago Bulls. It's a bonus? Chicago Bulls trade deadline. I checked that. But out. anyway, the, 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 the bottom line is I wanted I sent you a message here asking who do you think won the won the, the, the trade deadline and you're like ben Simmons. Hardly, hardly anybody. The only one who won is Ben Simmons. He's um, where now he's gone to? Ben Simmons went to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn. The, the whole big swap. The Ben Ben Simmons went to Brooklyn. Uh Harden went to, Harden went uh, to 76 so they basically won each of those deals okay um, okay you know it, for the bulls it, it really is a really is a a rebounder you know you need a big rebounder yeah. and we've got there. him we've got the guy we've got the guy I, the name keeps slipping off my tongue but we've got him, and then uh, we wanted to laugh at the Lakers again because hey, no, the Bulls the didn't. The Bulls didn't actually make a trade. Not likely sure. to make the deal. Oh, they did. Wait, hang on. They wanted to deal for somebody, and then I was looking through the timeline, but the timeline doesn't have it. Yeah. Um. 
But then, you know, we're all laughing at the... Bulls to sign Tristan Thompson. Yes! Bad. I, I said Tristan Thompson. Tristan yeah. Thompson. The thing with Tristan Thompson is, you know, hide your, hide your girlfriends and wives. Um, <laughs> um, very busy, Matt. Very busy. Um, he... He he's 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 a savage down low. He'll do he'll do fine. It's just where he is mentally. A lot of that is okay. you know what he's been up and okay. down with, and you know he's he's you know so many women, so many. Yeah. And the latest one is the latest one is a personal trainer who's who's pregnant with a child, and he's yeah. saying he's saying it's not my child. And like, yeah. But be that as it may, as a basketball player, great player gets down low, works really really hard. Uh, you know. Um, down low in the post. Um, he, he could. He, he can't guard Giannis three point out. He could maybe take him around the perimeter, but around the around the around the key. But three point out now with that guy getting ahead of steam. Who yeah. nobody's stopping him. Nobody's stopping yeah. But I guess maybe it was to have some kind of because now obviously the likes of uh, Caruso will be back around the time the playoffs. Because I know we are going to run into either the uh, the seventy sixers. Or the, or the Bucks, and I, from what I've been able to observe about our games, is that somebody just kept on outworking us around um, the rebounds. We kept because I, I remember saying at the beginning of the season, is it me or does this Bulls team just not look physically big? Yes, Vucevic is there, but everybody does not seem to be like a seven footer, near seven footer. Well, again, that's but you see, Trist, Tristan Thompson gives you size, but he's only six ten. Yes. That's fine, which will do. I guess it'll do. That's which will do, but you need. You see, this is what this is so funny. The way the game, the way the game has changed. Like we always forget that you do need a nice six eleven seven footer. Yes, yes. You know, so, um, mm. you know. But let's all laugh at the Lakers because I. Mm. No, how, uh, um, how they. I would have thought they would have made moves, man. Or is or are they limited by money? Or what? What's the issue? No, I I think I think they're gonna ride this way, see if they sneak into the playoffs, collect some ten days here and there, and then convert those ten days into into deals, or have to do buyouts and pay the luxury tax. But okay. it's not looking really really good for them, is it? Um, okay. They're in they're in a playing spot right now to make the playoffs. Um, it all de- you know, like I always say, it, it's so funny. It all depends on how teams run out of the all-star break yes some guys they really take that risk right some guys they really take that risk um because now i think the race for the playoffs has really begun like i said i told you amen teams usually meander into the playoff weekend Uh, the basketball is just you know token tokenism like "Ah, let's just pitch up win, have a nice record but then after here that's when the cut really begins because it's now until June. Yeah. Listen, I gotta love and leave you. Okay. <laughs> I gotta love and leave you because Please you also do got. Don't forget to put the podcast on the Dean No, I won't. I won't. I'll. I'll. I'll make sure it gets. Um, it gets put up. But um, yeah. Always fun. Always fantastic yeah. to chat. And... Thomas. Oh gosh. And. Uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Well, we felt throughout because of the way they play, the Mexicans can leave themselves vulnerable at the back. But I'll tell you what, Brazil did this.
this, we'd be raving about it for ages. This is a stunning, stunning effort. The passing was so incisive, didn't give Mexico a chance. And once he got in position, Chavez Galala, he had to compose himself. It sat up beautifully for him just before he met him with his instep. And Perez is getting nowhere near that. That is a thunderbolt. And now we've got a bit of a shot coming. Wow. Thank you for taking the time to listen to that episode um, of the Music Podcast on Network Info. Stay tuned to Instagram and my Facebook pages. Uh, getting my ducks in the road to get another theatre arty podcast together. Just getting people together. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, so stay tuned for that. And at the moment, going into the weekend, take care of yourselves and uh, stay safe.